0: Right. I like this little clap thing we are going on here. Um, briefly uh one of our friends from from church Tony piles uh can't be with us today. He's in the hospital and uh Tony is uh probably he loves this church, I think, more than I do. Honestly, he loves this church, and when he, he's sick, he can't be here. It grieves him, and so he's, he's, he's like, I can't wait to listen to the podcast. So anyways, Tony, this is for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray you'd be with Tony today. We pray you'd bless him. I love that song we sang that the cross is the final word, and I thank you so much for the healing you've done in my life, and I thank you for the healing you're about to do in Tony's life today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, amen. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Hey, um... As we end this service today, uh, I'm going to ask everyone to stand and basically, uh, we're going to end this service today with, with the Holy Spirit. I believe that uh, one of the main reasons why Jesus came, he, Jesus said, it's better that I leave, that the Holy Spirit can come. That's, that's a big deal. As we're talking about our risen Savior today, he's kind of like, there's someone that's coming after me that's a bigger deal than me. Uh, and it's important. And so his mission is big. And so uh, I, the fact that the, the tomb is empty uh, says that we need to do something to, to fill the tomb, you know what I mean, fill us up today. And so anyways, we're going to end with the Holy Spirit for everyone, for everyone. And uh, I'm really excited about that. it something to be excited about. Cool, here we go. Uh, so we're going to pray and um, ask God to give us his Holy Spirit. Father, whew, what a day. You're good. Help. Amen. Okay, so here we go, uh, so I, I want to I tell you guys today, I don't know if you're visiting today, but I, uh, I want to let you know, I'm not asking you to join the church today, uh, we're not asking you to, uh, to, to become a follower of our church, or, or get baptized at the way, or into the way, or whatever, uh, we're not asking you to, um, to become a follower of, of me, or, uh, or like me more, I, I'm just asking you today, if you would honestly, with all of your heart, consider Jesus, uh, in everything that you're doing in your life today if you would consider Jesus and the next step for you on your journey with Jesus I believe wholeheartedly that we're all walking with Jesus whether we realize it or not uh, Just because Jesus made a commitment that he would never leave you nor forsake you So sometimes he's kind of like that creepy guy that's just stalking you everywhere you go you know? And so you just have to learn how to whether you're going to walk with him or not uh, But anyways Jesus he made a commitment he would always be with you And so uh, take the next step with Jesus today Consider Jesus and consider his teachings. I, uh, I was thinking about today, Jesus is absolutely brilliant. I've never done this before, but I'm really excited about this. Uh, I, I put together, I was going to do the top 10, but for the sake of time, I'm only going to do the top 8. Uh, but uh, a, a Dave, Letterman, Dave Letterman list here today of, of Jesus' top 8. I, I didn't grow up in a Christian household, uh, but yet it's funny, when I came to know Jesus, I didn't realize how many of the things that I knew that Jesus said, even though I didn't know that Jesus said it. Does that make sense? And so here are, I I believe, the most common statements that Jesus made that breaks all barriers. Number eight, you ready? Here we go. Number eight, uh, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. You know that one? Man, that's a beauty, isn't it? I love that one. Number seven, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. He's talking about, uh, just keep it humble, would you? The things that you do, do you really need to tell everyone about it? Stop telling Facebook and everyone how great you are. Number six, do not, that's what Jesus meant when he said it. Number six, uh, judge not lest you be judged. That's a, that's a powerful one. I feel like uh, there's some church folks that can use that one a little bit better, huh? Uh, number five, O ye of little faith. Isn't that a beautiful one? There it is, number five. Oh, ye of little faith. Uh, and so uh, I, I always love that one. I feel like I you just hear that said all the time, everywhere you go. Oh, ye of little faith. Number four. Ooh. an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Huh? Uh, I used to be a fighter, and so I used to think about that all the time. Anyways, I, wasn't, I didn't win a lot of fights, but I was a fighter. Anyway, number three. Uh, number three, love your neighbor. Amen? Uh, that's something I feel like everyone knows. Number two, turn the other cheek. Number one, uh, the, 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 the drum roll, please. Uh, the greatest thing that Jesus said, I believe, that uh, is in every household is uh, the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Uh, I remember my mom walking around the house just saying that all the time the golden rule, the golden rule. Mom, what are you talking about? The golden rule. Where does this golden rule come from? You know? uh, and it came from Jesus. And so what I realized is that Jesus, uh, he's beyond Christianity, beyond the fact that he's God, and beyond the fact that he's done great things. He's the greatest man that's ever walked the face of the earth. His teachings, some 2,000 years ago, break all denominational barriers and, and lives and exist. I mean, he is the wisest man that's ever walked the earth, and he's the greatest philosopher. Consider his teachings today. What I think about is that there's 2 billion people on earth today that recognize that Jesus is Lord. Two billion people. And outside of that, there are many other denominations that still recognize that Jesus was a very, very wise man. You know, the, the, the Quran talks more about Jesus than they do the prophet Muhammad. Uh, it's unbelievable. And so if you think about these things, Jesus was, was great there. Uh, Gandhi, one of the greatest Buddhists that ever lived, thinks that Jesus was an absolute genius. The man was brilliant. And so consider Jesus' teachings for your life. And one of the first things that I learned in my life is that I am not wiser than Jesus Uh, and that changed everything for me Uh, and so consider his teachings if you would today number uh, the second thing I want you to do today as you're considering Jesus is consider his ministry Uh, I I think about Jesus's ministry and what it's done uh, just for me his mission in the things that he did as he walked the earth think about this for a second the Bible says in Mark chapter two, verse sixteen and seventeen, that when the teachers of the law who were Pharisees saw him eating with sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And on hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not health it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Man. When I understood that for the first time, I think my perspective changed. I always thought that Jesus, like, really loved church people. But what I see in Jesus' culture, actually in the Gospels, and I challenge you to not take my word as the word of the Lord, but to read everything that I'm saying, read the life of Jesus. You know what's funny is when Jesus got around the leaders of the current, the modern church in his day, he actually rebuked them like crazy. Yet we find him spending time with tax collectors and sinners. Tax collectors were greedy people. He just loved human beings. He loved people that were not better than everyone else. And yet what we found is there was a self-righteous in the church, but there was a brokenness in other people, and Jesus loved the brokenness. What I'm coming to find out in my life is that Jesus didn't come for people that had it all together. He came for people like me. And I hope that, that we can find that same tone here in this room. There's a, You know what I'm realizing is the longer I've been a pastor and the more I'm connecting with people, or at least it, maybe it's just here in our culture, is even amongst our church members. I'm finding a lot of people who feel like, man, I'm not good enough for God. Like I don't deserve him. And I think that people that have that very tone, that heartbeat, you are the perfect candidate for Jesus. Like he, he loves you the most. He didn't come for those that were already healthy. But for people that realized that they were sick and they didn't have it all together. I'm thinking about stories in the Bible and I'm thinking about like the, the woman who was caught in adultery. And how Jesus rebuked all the righteous people that wanted to do the right thing. And he loved the naked girl and comforted her and said, hey man, who here judges you? Who here can, can say that you're, like, done wrong? Then neither do I. And Then, hey, just go and don't do wrong anymore. You're good. Man, that's unbelievable for Jesus to take sides with the one person that no one in the room wants to take sides with. You ever felt like everyone had it out for, against you? And maybe our perspective is wrong about God because maybe he doesn't have it against you. I was thinking about like the, the 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 man with leprosy. I don't know if you're familiar with leprosy, but I, I, I'm not a whole lot. I really I, I've come to learn that leprosy is like a skin disease. And it just deteriorates the person's skin. There's a terrible smell associated with it, and I understand that in it was. Kind of common during the scriptural days for people to have leprosy. And what would happen is that as they lived amongst people, they would have to shout out unclean as they walked down a street. Can you imagine walking in a mall yelling unclean and people just kind of moving out of your way and no one being able, not being able to have physical contact? I think that's one of the reasons why there's so many people that are hurting nowadays because they don't understand touch. They don't understand that touch is a good thing. And one of the most beautiful things that I have found in Jesus is that he is willing to touch me. He touched that person with leprosy. And I, I, I just feel like so many times in my life that I have felt isolated and abandoned and alone. And I don't know if you've ever been in that scenario. But as I read the scriptures, if you've ever felt alone, you're a perfect candidate for Jesus. So he didn't come for the religious But he came for the lepers and for the tax collectors And for those that were rejected Sinners and people just like you and me I don't know if you've ever felt like God wasn't there for you But I want you to know that um, He is There For you right now In fact there's no one that's more committed to you Than him Would you listen to this?
1: Oh, why you look so sad, the tears are in your eyes, come on, come to me now, don't be ashamed to cry, let me see you through. Cause I've seen the dark side too And when the night falls on you You don't know what to do Nothing you confess Can make me love you less And I'll stand by you I'll stand by you I won't let nobody hurt you stand by you. Take me into your darkest hour and I'll never desert you. I'll stand by you. I'll stand by you. I'll stand by
0: As you consider Jesus today, I realize that there's not many people that debate that Jesus existed. There's not many people that would debate that Jesus lived and that his teachings were powerful and that his ministry was great and loved the poor and be there with the widow and comfort the, the, uh, the orphans and, and, and look after these people. Like, the things that Jesus did, everyone honors. Like, they recognize globally, this dude was great. One of the things that some. Um, What's crazy to me, though, is that he died. Um, and as I think about this weekend, as it, just in my spirit, we went camping and thinking about the cross uh, as I'm sitting in front of a fire and just looking at it. Man, it just breaks my heart to think of what happened, that Jesus, he came for us, but he came because there was something wrong inside of you and me, me, probably mostly, that he wanted to get to and fix. And it had to be him, because I couldn't save myself. I couldn't save myself. There is, we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And all of us, there's none righteous, no, not one, but there, only him. And so his mission, that God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that who shall ever believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus had to go to the cross. It hurt him. He prayed, God, if there's any other way, if there's any, if you could pass this cup, then then, then, then be it, if, it you know, if there's any other way, then let's do that. But he knew that he had to go to the cross. And so what I think about is the pain that was in his heart as he's on the cross. And some of the things, Jesus made seven statements while he was on the cross. Two of them, to this day, have changed my life. One of them, Jesus would have said this, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And I think about that in my life, how many times I've ignorantly gone the wrong way, not knowing the effect that it would make, being selfish in a moment and making my own decision that I want this, and the ripple effect of the hurt that it would cause others and do it in my own life, the patterns that I set in motion because I was selfish, It hurt people. It created confusion in other people. And other people looked down on me and believed in me less because of my integrity level dropping. Does that make sense? One of the other things that Jesus said that really just, man, is so wonderful, Mark chapter 15, verse 33 through 34, he said this. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice. And he said some cool things in Greek that I I don't know that it would be awesome if Paul would read. But anyways, he said this, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, I think that this is important because in the darkest moment in Jesus' life, he had a question. In the worst moment in his life, he didn't know what God was doing. He's on the cross. He knew that he came to die. He, he knew that he, his purpose in life was to come and die for all of us. Yet he's on the cross and there's confusion in his heart. God, why did you leave me? And I think about that for us. Consider the cross. Consider Jesus' death. There are questions that some of you have right now in your life that you don't have answers for. And what I love is that Jesus can identify with the questions that you have in your life right now, that you don't know where your finances are coming from, and you don't know when your healing is coming, and you don't know when your blessing is coming, and you don't know how your marriage is going to work out, and you don't know when this job is going to change, and you don't know what's going to happen with your kids, and you don't know if there's forgiveness or healing or what's going to, there's questions that you have that are legitimate. And I identify with, with Jesus saying like, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I just want you to know that, like, Jesus had hard questions. And when I look at the apostles, like, right the moment Jesus was arrested, they started asking questions that they couldn't understand. Their hearts all turned in different directions. Like, whenever, like, confusion sets in, a lot of times our integrity drops. And we, we don't know what we're going to do anymore. And all of a sudden, we just lose our standard. And the, and the disciples, the, the leaders of the known church abandoned their faith. Jesus died, the tomb was sealed, and the disciples had no idea what they were going to do with their life. I just want you to know that the reason why Jesus died was for you and I. Consider his death. No one denies that Jesus died. Because anyone that lives is going to die. Consider his death for you and I. We're gonna play one more song, and we're gonna close this. Listen to this. I heard this on a television show, and I I think it's prophetic for us.
2: When the rain is blowing in your face, and the whole world is on your case, I could offer you a warm embrace. Evening shadows and the stars appear, and there is no one there to dry your tears. I could hold you for a million years to make you feel my. do you nothing that- nothing that I
0: Uh, no one would deny that Jesus lived and no one would deny that his teachings were unbelievable and no one would deny that his ministry was greater than Mother Teresa I mean the things that he did in his life were unreal and no one would deny that he died the only thing that separates Jesus from everyone else is the fact that he's the only one that's ever said that I know the other side He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except by me. Now this is what makes him either absolutely crazy or something all of us need to listen in very closely to what he is saying and everything that he's saying. Because I don't know what's going to happen when I take my last breath. But I've learned. It's the peace that happens when he says, Believe in me. Because I'm sending someone to you. How do I know that 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 Jesus lives? Because I met with him this morning. I'm not exaggerating. I really mean, I believe I met with Jesus this morning. God is three persons. And one of them, he said, still lives, and he lives here right now in this room. His name is the Holy Spirit. He is a person, and he loves us. And there is nothing that he wouldn't do to get to us. And I believe that in every person in this room right now, God is ministering. I'm not not talking to to, to, to those that are heathen in this room. I'm talking to everyone in this room today. I believe that God is trying to get to us. He's trying to get us to a greater level of our faith. And he's saying, trust me. Will you surrender to me? Will you let go of your pride, of your will, of your agenda? Because there is no other way but me. In everyone's seat back pocket, I put a little card. Uh, It looks like this. At the end of service today as we close Uh, if you would mind filling it out, and you could put your name on there, or you don't have to, but we have two offering baskets in the back on the wall. Um, you could drop it in there at the end of, it's just a little survey, it's asking some of you if you made a decision today, and some of, it's asking some of you, um, uh, if you want to get baptized or anything like that, I don't know what God is doing in your life, and it's asking some of you guys, hey, what, tell us what you want to hear at church, or what your experiences are, and if you want to put your name on it, cool, and if you don't, cool. Does that make sense to everyone? Um, with all that being said, this is how we're going to close today. Consider his resurrection. Consider the fact that Jesus didn't just die and now is alive. Consider the fact that he's alive here right now, and he's alive in a lot of people that are in this room. Um, Howard and Patty, would you guys mind just waving at everyone? At the end of service, if you guys would like prayer for something special going on in your life, these two know how to pray, and they love the hell out of people they're good at it if you're in a situation um i'm telling you right now they'd love to pray for you isn't that right and so they'll be right down here in this area after service this is how we're going to close i'm going to ask everyone if you're here today and you feel like you want to take the next step with jesus and i almost feel like this is for everyone and you want to say holy spirit I want to live a surrendered life and I want to know Jesus and I want him to speak to me and lead me and guide me. This is what Jesus said is going to happen is that he's going to send someone else and he's going to come and this is the whole point of Easter is not that Jesus is risen, it's that the Holy Spirit is here, like Jesus is not dead, he's alive and you can know this right now, like and it's not me, this is not my teaching, this is his teaching, this is for you, this is his promise that there is nothing that he wouldn't do to make you feel God's love. He's crazy about you. He knows your fears. He knows the questions. He knows your insecurities. And you're a perfect candidate if you feel that you're not worthy of him. You're the whole reason why he came. If you're here today and you'd say, you know what? All I know is that I would like a little bit more of Jesus. If you you want to surrender anything to your life, you'd stand to your feet right now. This is how we're going to end with a prayer and a song. This is my prayer. I thank you, God, that you are wiser than I. I thank you, God, that you are stronger than I. I thank you, God, that you are more faithful than I. I thank you, God, that you're more patient than I am. And I thank you, God, that you love me. I believe that. I don't understand that, but I believe that you love me. You're stronger than. Wiser, more faithful, more consistent, better at everything, and you love me. And I need you to help me. I need you to help me to love you, Holy Spirit. Teach me to love you. Help me to put you first. Help me to be wise. Help me to learn to listen and to look. Teach me to be like a little child, like a little beautiful baby that just needs you. This baby crying is such a great example of how we need to learn to be vulnerable and need you. And stop being so prideful and getting in your way. God, right here, right now, I'm asking that the resurrection power of Jesus would fall In Revelations, they call you the Prince of Peace. And I'm asking, Lord, would you come and touch every child that you love in this room and remind them that you are are for them and not against them, that you are with them and you'll never leave them nor forsake them, and that there is nothing that you wouldn't do to go the next step with them thankful you are with us and you are the best part of our life as we close today Holy Spirit would you have your way, would you sing with me
2: there's no shadow you will light up, mountain you won't climb up coming after me there's no eye you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down coming after me again there's no shadow there's no shadow you won't light up the mountain you won't climb up coming after me there's no wall you won't kick down lie you won't tear down coming after me Till I'm found and leaves the night and night I couldn't earn it and I don't deserve it Still you give yourself away Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God
0: I'm going to sing that again. As we leave today guys, I just want to thank you for coming. Please know that this isn't about church. We can have church and we're so good at having church, but listen, Christianity isn't about church. It's not about a service, it's not about a song, it's not about us doing it in the way you like it to be done or us tickling your fancy. It's about he's he's alive and you got to know him. You got to know him. You just got to know him. So I want to help you with that process and We've got some things that our church does that can walk you through that process. And Brady will be in the back right there. Big Brady, he's the biggest dude in every room. He walks in. He wants to talk to you. I want to talk to you. And we have some people up front that want to pray for you. Thank you for coming. Would you sing as we close so you guys are free to go? There's food outside, and you can mingle with the people coming in. I love you guys.